Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. That's going to confuse people on YouTube, isn't it? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's me, your boy, Big Tasty. As always, I'm joined by Jay. How's it going, Jay? I'm okay. And as a, a special treat, we're joined by Troy. How's it going, Troy? Cold, but good. I was going to say, cold. you're... You're very wrapped up warm, Troy. You look like you've been in the woods for the afternoon. That's the most clothes I've ever seen you wear. Yeah. I'm I'm genuinely, like, shocked that that hasn't got the sleeves cut off on it. (laughs) I've actually got not one sleeve, but two. There's there's another top underneath here. What you can't can't see under that, that, like, neck chief is just top buttons (laughs) and then top two buttons. What you can't see, I'm just in my pants below this shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You're soaking in in a paddling pool of rum. Yes, boy. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, um, yeah. We'll, we'll pop straight into into a bit of wrestling talk, uh, a week of wrestling, because there's a lot of wrestling to talk about this week. Um, I think Jay's seen most of it because you, you've, by virtue of you now having weekends off, you've become some sort of like pay per view watching machine. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if I did miss anything. I don't think I did. Well, should we start with with you, Jay, and start with um? We'll, we'll we'll ease Troy in. Do you want to start with any any of the WWE that you saw this weekend? Uh, I saw the NXT one, which I don't know if you guys are covering this week, Troy. On we'll NXT. probably give it. Yeah, we'll 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 do something on that as well as this week's episode. I started watching it yesterday. I had a hectic weekend uh, between a couple of birthday parties, yeah. but when I got back uh, last night, I started watching Deadlines. I've seen. The first match, so the the women's Iron Survivor match, um, I thought it was quite fun. Like the the format on paper sounds like a clusterfuck. And it's, it, for those who don't know, it's essentially King of the Mountain without the ladder path. Yeah. So how it's do you a, win? It's the so most it's, pinfalls it's, after twenty five oh, minutes. Oh, so it's an Iron Man match with a penalty box. It's basically. an it's, Iron Man match with a penalty box. Yeah. Right. It's a gaunt, okay. Like but a then, gauntlet, a gauntlet then, Iron yeah, Man it, match. It's like um, every five. Kind of like an Iron Man match crossed with a championship scramble, crossed with King of the Mountain. Crossed, um, crossed but, with like Shawn Michaels' fucking acid flashbacks. <laughs> I mean, the, there's there's a lot of TNA guys in, in NXT right now. I mean, Jer- Jeremy Borash is there, so there's a chance. Jeremy he... Borash, Road Dog's there. Abyss. <laughs> Abyss. There's a chance Pete that some Williams. of them. There's a ch- I mean, Jeff Jarrett has been there. There's a lot of like, you know, he's Jeff, left some. He's left some like. Jeff some... Jarrett's like. Hand over notes to Jeremy Borash was make sure they do King of the Mountain. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just do King of the Mountain. It's like you know when um, and teacher hands leads to the probably, notes, and it's like they probably pitched it to like Shawn Michaels, and he's just looked. He's looked at one of them. We don't know which one, um, and then he's probably gone. I don't understand it. Yeah, he probably just read like the first sentence of the rules, and so I just wing it. I, mean, <laughs> I think I got the gist yeah. of it. I think this is. I think this is kind of what they wanted. <laughs> he's probably just been like, what so like. Me and Brett at Mania 12, just with more pinfalls. 
<laughs> okay. Um, so, so but, who was in this this NXT Iron Survivor um, match, and who? So there, was, there was a men's and a women's, wasn't there? The women's was yeah, the one I thought, that kicked it off. I thought the men's was much better. Um, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, so the men. I, I, the I know the winners. Uh, the so. men's one was really entertaining. Uh, the the women's one was, I think the the problem one the women's one had was that it was obviously like a lot of people who were kind of developed. You could tell clearly developmental, whereas mm. the men's one was pretty much largely, if, if not all, guys who were already like readily established. Mm. Um, I don't know. All- saying that, like. The women's one had Zoe Stark in, which is pretty well established. Yeah. Indy Hartwell, it had, it had pretty well established. Yeah. yeah. I, but, I was thinking of Keanu James. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 100% not very agree. good. I, I um, agree. And Cora Jade's fine. She, she did, it, to be fair, Cora Jade's heel work was pretty good in, yeah. in that match, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it it was, that one was okay. The men's one I thought was fantastic. I really thought, like, they, they were really clever with kind of, the way they worked into they worked the penalty box into the match, mm. um, in the sense of like obviously people people getting pinned, took to the penalty box. They they had a few times with their JD McDonough and Axiom, where obviously because they're feuding, um, they both got pinned at similar times and then ended up fighting in the penalty box while, like, what so essentially what, what you're telling me is it was like the Mighty Ducks the film. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was it was really fun. Um, I thought JD McDonald's well, that love with the bandana who like goes on twat and everyone. <laughs> he, he's the one. He's the one who can't stop. <laughs> oh, oh what's his name? Someone Mendoza. Someone Mendoza is the guy who can't. Luis Mendoza. There you go. He's the one who can't stop. Um, yeah, that sounds like JD McDonough. Come on, we yeah. my fucking mighty ducks knowledge, mate. I'll fucking smoke you. <laughs> Try yeah. Me. Um, it, it was it was a fun match, as I say. The um the like kind of later entrance, because obviously they've got less time in the match. Um and like obviously less time to have a pinfall when they'd come in, there was much more a sense of urgency. Like Joe Gacy was in last and he was like a house of fire, just like trying to kind so of catch t- up. So, so tactically it was like a trade-off. So if you if obviously if you start so it wasn't like war games where you can't do anything until everyone's in. It was like if you start no. early, you can rack up points, but but, you're yeah, if, body but if you come in late, you're fresh and you can just bulldoze everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, pretty much, which is what happened. Um, no, I, I I I had my reservations about it. I thought it can either it's either going to be really good or it's going to fall flat. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was a really entertaining match. And um, so, as someone who doesn't really watch NXT but has seen a few bits from, from Sarah watching it, like over the last few weeks, one thing I, I really kind of liked about it is it kind of gave like both divisions like something to sort of anchor onto. There was a lot of like talk about like who was going to be in it, like what the tactics were going to be. Like I saw a couple yeah. of segments where they had like all the guys out in the middle of the ring talking about it, and it just it just it, it felt big, like it felt like a big deal, like even before the pay per view came around. Mm. Yeah, I think they needed something to kind of really make that show feel big because obviously they move war games to the main roster and that that did it that it it felt kind of like um to to sort of like give wrestle island their air flowers here it felt kind of like the the prelude room rumbled it right yeah in that sense but it was obviously we've got the royal rumble coming up next and that was it i was a similar sort of mechanic of people coming in and except it didn't uh, have casey payne doing that up and over and then booting a beloved polish man in the face no, it didn't. <laughs> it's a Polish Barry. Yeah. 
he, he kicked Polish Barry so hard. There's some Barry variants just like wandering around. Not not, not sure what's going on. Yeah, he, he basically, you he, he saw the end of Doctor Strange. It was basically that, but in, in a wrestling match. <laughs> kicked, kicked his astral plane out. <laughs> kicked him into another dimension. Uh, so was there anything else on the card? Uh, or was it just, I'm, I'm guessing those two matches the, took about a lot of time. The women's, there was Alba Fire against, um, fuck, I've forgotten the name, Isla, Isla Dawn. Um, that, was, that was a silly finish. <laughs> was it? Oh, with the referee. She like booped the referee and he started doing black six on himself. <laughs> I mean, mate, have you seen two women fighting outside of Glaswegian bar? It's like, it's, it's very similar. <laughs> as I as I said, like the the essential, essentially like Scottish gimmicks in WWE, it's either you're a descendant of a warrior or you're a druid. <laughs> How, what it. says Celtic? <laughs> it's yeah. just like, so so um, reviewing this one is Aaron just going to rock up with like a deep fried Mars bar in like sort of solidarity. <laughs> no, Aaron's. I, I think Aaron's going to hate it. To be honest, yeah, I think it's, he's going to absolutely. Two Scottish wrestlers, and it's women. He's going to hate it. <laughs> to me, it's women. He's going to hate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> one one of them, someone he likes, who they're really like, kind of doing dirty, mm. and the other is a kickboxing witch. Mm. Kickboxing witch. Um, witch. I mean, he, he's, to be fair, he's also going to be really cross with the winner of the men's and survivor match as well, isn't he? Mm. No, well, he called it. He called that. He, he did call it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Aaron Aaron's prophecy like prophesized this for like months. So yeah. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna hate every minute of it, but he, he did call it. Um, <laughs> Other two matches on there were the NXT Championship, Bron Breaker and Apollo. Oh, and Cruz. of course, and of course, the New Day. And of course, uh, the biggest talking point coming out of it: the New Day against Pretty Deadly, and New Day are <clears throat> triple crown champions now with I, the NXT Championships. I think I'm more excited with that for the rematch than I'm. I am the like. I thought the I thought that match was really good, mm. but I think there's because it was like kind of shoehorned onto the show where there wasn't, they pretty much announced it like on the go home, didn't they? Yeah. I think yeah. now they've got like that out the way and they can get a bit of build behind it. I think the rematch is going to, which yeah, like the, the, moment was, the moment was awesome when the new music hit was great. Mm, but yeah. like you say, I'd love to see, I mean, I'm not going to watch it, but I'd love to, I'd love to, to be a, like, like, like you say, like a prolonged build, like let them go back and forth on the mic a bit. Let them, um, <laughs> like you put Woods and, and, and Kofi in, the, in there with Pretty Deadly, that's going to be gold. Mm. That's going to be so, so good. We all, yeah, on the it, review it, last... Oh, sorry, go on, Jay. Uh, I was going to say, it's it's shown kind of moments of potential greatness, but it, I feel because of the lack of build from it, it did kind of hurt a little bit. Mm. Because, as you say, because they're two teams that they've really got kind of like charisma and they've really got like talking chops. And I think that's what I'd like a bit more because it, it didn't feel as if it didn't. It didn't feel as if there was like enough of a build around it to sort of justify the the match happening. Yeah, mm. and and who doesn't want to see Xavier Woods just go all in on a bunch of uh, effeminate stories? <laughs> exactly. We all called on on the review the other week when we we're doing our predictions. It, it it makes perfect sense for for New Day to get it at the moment because NXT are just about to go back on the road with their shows. So Vengeance Day is going to be in Charlotte, I believe. They've been in the performance center now for like what two years or so, <clears throat> or the better part of two yeah, years. It'll be since lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah. And so, what better way to kind of start re-establishing the brand than to put one of the most recognizable teams, not just in WWE but like in the world? They've got the titles. Not only do they elevate 
the titles, they elevate the other teams in the division on NXT. And they also bring a lot of eyes to NXT. Now they're starting to go back. Sorry, I, I, just remember, I just remember the last time they tried to do something like this was with Dolph Ziggler. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I think as well. Um, like the the other the other thing, it, it feels it feels almost like a kind of like make good for the new day because obviously they've like just had the like tag team re- record like eclipsed by the Usos. Mm. So it's like, oh yeah, we'll we'll give you something that they've not done. Yeah, until yeah. you unify the belts like in three weeks' time. <laughs> <laughs> so at the, at the rumble, they'll do win and take all. Yeah, and that's it. Um, so is it now just is it just uh, the new day and FTR who've done this now? Um, uh, I yeah. think. Uh, did Alpha Academy win the Raw Rans SmackDown or just one of them? Alpha Academy, American Alpha. Sorry, not Alpha Academy, American Alpha, rather the originals. <clears throat> they just won the SmackDown. Just SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. But Jason Jordan went to Raw to be Kurt Angle's black son. Right. Should we, should we move along? <laughs> should we move along? Gonna leave the rest of that for Aaron to dissect. Oh, uh, yeah. Can't can't wait for that. <laughs> I, I I was gonna say there's a show I'd much rather kind of like get get elbow deep into when we're talking about stuff and wait like sort of like well, dig should, through. Should we blast through AEW and then we'll have a proper go at Ring of Honor? Yeah. Go on. Because uh, there was some, oh, I mean, there was some bits in AW that I mean, I, I I enjoyed AW this week. I don't think there was anything like must see. I mean, mm. whoa, whoa, no. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, apart from that promo whoa. that you're probably going to talk about. Whoa, no. Uh, so we started out with the um, with the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal. Uh, yeah. That was one. It was a really fun match. It was again. It was that AEW thing we talked about it last week. AEW that thing they're really good at, where they weave storylines through Battle Royals by who eliminate two. Like they they managed to set up. Like one thing I didn't think I wanted to see until but it was Kip Sabian and Gold Dust are having it, or like and Dustin Rhodes are having a, a feud now out of this because they eliminated they they had they had interactions, um yeah so that was that was kind of cool. Ricky Starks didn't, won. Didn't Kip eliminate Orange as well? And that's Kip kind did of like eliminate Orange too. Yeah. So so it's kind of Kip wants Orange, but like Dustin's there to just you know fuck Kip over like. Well, Kip, Kip blamed Dustin for like essentially him getting eliminated because he was like. George Atkins Orange and then Dustin just threw him out. Yeah. Um didn't who did W Morrissey kick in the face? Was it Jungle Boy? It was uh, Jungle Boy, wasn't Jungle it? Boy, and then he did that scatty looking show oh, slam. Oh, yeah, that was oh, did you have, have you seen this track? Jungle, Jungle oh, Boy. So Big Bill picks up Jungle Boy for a choke slam and basically mm. slams him like shoulders first onto the, the side of the ring open. It looked it looked yeah. like it looked like the base of his skull hit the apron, which was oh. horrible. It was really like it, it was he was fine afterwards, but it was like yeah, in the moment, and it was like uh, we had um, Ethan Page was the last man in alongside uh, Ricky Stark. So they had that little throwback to the to the final of the of the um, Eliminator tournament, which was nice. So apparently, um, it was meant to be Miro in this role. All right, which uh, was something that Meltzer uh, came up with this week, where like because it was the thing, wasn't it? With um, obviously Miro not having anything for him. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Tony Khan pitched. Like Miro to be in the role that Ethan Page was in, um, and Miro said he didn't, he didn't want to do so. Fair. Yeah, uh, yeah. So then after that, then we had that promo, and I'll let Jay talk about that. Oh, oh boy, I I was so I initially I had the absolute fear that they were just going to have MJF come out and just bury the shit out of Starks. First thing he did was call him the Pebble and just like say, oh yeah, you're just like a dollar store rock. 
and I was just like, <laughs> oh no, he was calling Dallas Lord Wayne, didn't he as well? Yeah. Um, and Ricky Starks is just kind of stood there, just taking it in, and I was like, oh god, Ricky, you're gonna have to fucking come back with some like nuclear responses here, otherwise you're fucking, you're <laughs> fucked. Um, and like Starks just stands there, nodding his head, walks past MJF, and like kind of like blasts him with the shoulder as he's walking past. And then gets a mic and just turns around like cold as fucking ice. I thought he was going to take the mic out of his hand. I liked it better that he went and got his own mic. He just like because, barged past him and yeah, went and got his own. Because it gave MJF the option to reply, which because he left MJF speechless, mm. it was so much more impactful than if he had took the mic and MJF didn't have a microphone to reply. He gave MJF the option to then have a retort and he couldn't come up with anything. Which that's was that's really good. and yeah, Ricky. <clears throat> Ricky, first thing he did was Ricky called him Maxi Pad, which was hilarious. <laughs> and then he was essentially like saying to MJF, Oh, yeah, while, while you like sort of stormed off and spat your dummy because you weren't getting the money you wanted, I stayed and I fought for my spot. I fought to like get up the card and I had to like deal with my best friend turning on me. and He's like, I, the difference between me and you is I've got integrity and I've got like morals and I've, I, I'm, I like take that title off you and essentially be the champion the company deserves. And he, he said, um, what was the line he said? he said? He said, I think already with you hitting Regal, you could, it's already getting to you. It's already sort of. He was saying about how like he, he went on for years about how he wanted to be AW World Champion, but now he's got it. The responsibility's on him now and he can't handle it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And he's like, let me take the responsibility off. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. Like, and, like, really and obviously this, this was in um, like his adopted, what was in his yeah, hometown? Texas. Yeah, his, his adopted, his adopted, adopted hometown. Sorry, and yeah, the crowd were like red hot for him. They were super behind him. It was, it was. Re- I mean, you, you saw. I mean, you must have seen like the, the sort of fallout on Twitter of people just saying like, this is this is Ricky Starks now announcing himself as as a main event guy in AW. Like this is yeah. this is this is his moment. Like like he's he's arrived basically. Yeah, and Jeff did mention he, he made a um, comment about Ricky Starks from from NWA as well, which was like that for me was like, oh fuck, that's a death knell. Like that's that's yeah. it. Yeah, he, he said like he said like I'm going to send you back to. Um, Wrestling on YouTube for uh, Billy Corgan's Co- NWA, yeah, um, and yeah, like it, like ev- everything that MJF said, Ricky had the retort to, and Ricky had like, I, as I say, it, it's very rare you see that MJF gets like the better of him in a promo. I think the only other one was the Punk one earlier in the year, where like you see MJF kind of like walking off, like with like his sort of tail between his legs, and MJF look, he had that look on him, then he, he kicks Ricky in the balls. And as Ricky goes down, he like he goes to get the dynamite diamond ring, and he as he's about to like line up Ricky to hit with it, Ricky do- like ducks underneath and like murdered him with a spear. Like both of his shoes flew off. It was it was that good. He, he fucking quantum leaped into MJF sternum. <laughs> <laughs> That's how hard he hit him. Um, yeah, it that was, was it, it. Was great. It was really. really I mean, good. I'll be honest, and obviously I'm biased because Ricky Starks is one of my favorites, but for me that was one of the best like promo segments of the year. It was so fucking good. And you know, was, the sad I, thing about it is mm-hmm. Ricky Starks won't win the belt. Not yet. And that's what's sad about it. As I want no, to no, see but, this, but I want to see it down the line when I know that he's got a chance of winning it. Yeah, but, you, yeah, but he's got to have this match to make you think that he can hang. You know what the, I mean? I think, thing, I think even thing though that, we know he can. 
Yeah, but uh, in terms of like, because yeah. Ricky Starks has never had like uh, a main like event. a high profile. Yeah, like main yeah. event spot. So he needs to like he needs to come close here. Like MGF mm. will do some dickery and like win by like mm. like we... real means, and then like like six months down the line he'll have another shot and it'll be like oh shit now he's coming for it and now he knows mm-hmm. you know he's, yeah. he's smarter now I, I think as well we spoke about this last week then we were like MJF pretty much in the promo we cut last week sort of paved that paved the way for like three guys who maybe four who are likely to dethrone him Um, in the sense that he like mentioned Eddie Kingston he was like he'll never be a world champion which means for me Eddie Kingston's probably going to be the guy who dethrones him <laughs> um, he said Ricky Starks couldn't hang he said Jungle Boy and uh, Darby Allen couldn't either and it was basically like everyone he named in that, and Daniel uh, Brian Daniels Daniels. Yeah. Uh, everyone named in that it's like well that's MJF's like next six months of feuds right there it's nice yeah. as well that as MJF's moved up to like become world champion Ricky Starks has kind of replaced him on that like sort of underneath pillar like category, so it used to be Ricky Stark. It used to be sorry, it used to be um, MJF, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, and Sammy Guevara, and now they're talking about Ricky Starks in that same group of people. And Sammy well, we, we always and Sammy Guevara has kind of been kind like of, shoved off to the side because yeah, reasons. Yeah, we always kind of alluded to Ricky as like the fifth pillar as well, didn't we? Like he's yeah, he, he's he's the guy. Like he's a fucking workhorse. He can do whatever he, whatever is asked of him on a show. He's always going to deliver. Whether he's just doing commentary, whether he's doing a backstage promo, whether he's having like. A five-minute match with somebody, he's always going, going to maximize his kind of like minutes. So, even though like this is like MJF's first feud, and for I think for a lot of people, it's like, all right, well, this is like a, the kind of you know, it, it, it's obvious he's not going to beat MJF. At the same time, it's laying the groundwork for when it comes back round to Ricky, which is what's nice with the I guess kind it's, of it's, like, it's just about elevating, it's about making. You think yeah. you believe that he can do it? Not necessarily uh, him doing it, but you just, just get, getting that, getting people to associate Ricky Starks with being the main, the main event, seeing the AW, and that's that's what yeah. I think this is all about. I, I feel I feel like it's similar to like with uh, Jurassic Express, where they got they were getting closer and closer and closer to winning the tag titles to when they finally did, where you didn't mm-hmm. see it coming. If they can do that with Ricky Starks winning the world title or even the TNT title, that's already like a cool position for him to be in. Absolutely. Um, and also, the most important thing, he's on fucking television. Like the, yeah. he, he hadn't been on TV properly for ages, except as for, for this tournament. Yeah, because he'd, he'd been dealing with injuries. Mm. All right, right. Moving on, then we'll we'll, we'll blast through the rest because that was sort of like the meat of the, the thing we really wanted to talk about. Uh, next up, we just got to yeah. see Samoa Joe legitimately murder Darby Allen. Yeah. Um. Again, like he the, the a, moments, the moments. The bus there onto an upturned skateboard. It was one of the <laughs> most upsetting things I've ever seen in my life. That makes me warm and fuzzy. Yeah, remember that you know that spot that Joe does where he just sort of like walks away as someone jumps off the top rope. Yeah, he did that as Darby went through a suicide dive to the outside, and Darby just like went into the concrete like I, back first. I saw that clip. I liked it. <laughs> There's also like several spots where he just picks Darby up and like slams him into the guardrail like as hard as he can. So yeah, it was if if you if if you if you're a fan of watching Darby Allen get the actual shit beaten out of him, then and this match was a really good, really fun one. Um, yeah, Joe won obviously because he's going to have that title for a while, I think. Um, yeah, next up, a match I didn't really. This is the only match I didn't really care about. Well, yeah, I mean, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Uther taking on Jake Hager and Daniel Garcia. There was literally no reason to really care about this match. I don't think. Yeah, it, it was, was fine. It was it was it fine, but it, yeah, it did nothing for me. Was it yeah. to get a couple of the guys that were on? The then subsequent Ring of Honor show on TV the week before it was going to happen. 
I think so. I yeah, think it was like just a, I think it was sort of to put over Yuta and Claudio being like mates. Mm. Mm. It, it feel if it, it's felt like for months they're trying to kind of establish Claudio and Yuta as like a tag team as well as being singles guys. Mm. Like they did the stare down with FTR at the end of um, Death Before Dishonor. They've they they're the only two members of the Blackpool Combat Club who like consistently tagged together as well. Yeah. Um. So it feels like they're kind of like just sort of solidifying them as like a tag team. So the acclaimed have someone else they can beat. They're the nice ones because Moxley and Danielson are a bit weird, aren't they? Like these guys are like they're just sort of oh yeah, they'll tag together. They like each other. Uh, next up, we had Jay Cargill and the Baddies featuring the returning Red Velvet, um, taking on the team of Sky Blue, Kira Hogan, former Baddie, uh, Madison Rain. Again, this was fine. Madison Rain still hasn't quite clicked in AW, I don't think, but she's getting better. Uh, this match was just the baddies going to work on everyone and then Jay Cargo came in and got the win on Madison so yeah Jay just looks strong again it's, it's again just a vessel to sort of make Jade look like it, it a feel, badass it feels like they're trying to sort of like set up Jade versus Kiera yeah, but they don't really know like they're, they're sort of spinning the wheels because it's, it's obvious it's probably happening a battle of the belts I don't think it'll happen in winter's coming now but no it just feels like they're sort of spinning the wheels to get and, there. And, that, and that's not a revolution match, is it? That's like you say, that's got Battle of Hells written all over it. Yeah. I think revolution might be Red Velvet versus Jade after the little look they had. Ooh, okay. Or if, if, if Statlander's fit, maybe if she can come back. Statlander should have thrown Jade, I think. Mm, especially now. Yeah. Um, and then the main event, uh, the acclaimed VFTR. The rematch, well, the, the, oh, the big match. This, I mean, this was great. So this, I mean, FTR had a, spoilers, FTR had a hell of a week this week. <laughs> Spoilers, uh, FTR had two fucking like bangers. Yeah. Uh, in case you were wondering, <laughs> in case you had any doubt. Um, this was this was phenomenal. Um really, really fun match. Yeah. Um yeah, just just really good tag team action, wasn't it? And it, it, the acclaimed, yeah. everyone says like, oh, it, I think p- people are running out of excuses for to, to sort of explain away why the acclaimed keep having really good tag team matches. Yeah. It, it's it's one of them, isn't it? Like the when you think they're like one of those teams from AW that were just like, there were two guys they signed, they threw them in a team, and they were like, we're going to make these guys all like homegrown team. Like the first time they ever wrestled and together was on Dark. Been like, what? Yeah, it's been like, what, two and a half years they've been tagging them? Yeah. And like two and a half years teaming with the same person, they're, gonna, they're going to get better. As as we kind of said, like when they first like sort of started, it was like Bones and Cast are both good wrestlers. They just need to kind of Get like get a bit more like experience under the belt as a team, which they have done now. Yeah, and the story of this match was very much. Uh, I think it's a story we've seen before. Mefty also Cash goes for high risk. Uh, he goes for like a springboard and it, it doesn't work, and then Bowens hits the arrival. Uh, Max hits the mic drop, and the Acclaim pick up the win. Yeah, really, really fun main event. Uh, on to Rampage real quick. Um, I can't remember what the middle match was, but the opening match, which was Takeshita versus John Moxley, was a fucking banger. It was it was beautiful. How do you how do you get ratings on Rampage? Two words: Kanosuke Takeshita. Just up to Takeshita going like a murderous spree. <laughs> there was a lovely oh. moment where like Moxie was like, because Moxie was like, the whole point was like Moxie was like, I'm going to teach you. Like this is like Welcome to America, you know, Welcome Back to AW. And Moxie's like, it, I'm going to teach you how, to, how we do things here. At one point, Moxie just like open palms, slaps Takeshita right across the face, and the Takeshita just slaps him right back. Yeah, so what I really liked about this was obviously the first time before Moxie like bust him open like immediately. Yeah. And Takeshita just looked like looked like he was out of his element. And in this one, like about two minutes into it, Takeshita like big booted Mox and opened them up. 
it was just like, oh fuck, here we go. <laughs> um, there was that amazing spot where Takeshi like kicked out of one of the Death Rider, yeah. and Moxie looked like he'd seen a fucking ghost or something. <laughs> um, and yeah, Moxley won by uh, choking him out with the bulldog. Choke he him. did, yeah, he choked him, choked him to 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 unconsciousness, basically. Yeah, um, which was yeah. lovely. Um, what else do we have in the middle? Did we have? Uh, oh, it was, was um, the, what was it, Bunny Bushida? Wasn't it? Hmm? Was it Bunny Bushida? Yeah, it was. That was good. That was actually really good. I enjoyed that. Enjoyed that a lot. There was some penalty forward fuckery in there as the winner, well. The winner faced uh, faces Jamie Hater on Dynamite this week. Yeah. So after, after afterwards, Jamie Hater came out and challenged Shida, which is gonna fucking slap. If you want to see two women just hit each other very hard, uh, I think I think women hitting each other very hard is going to define Jamie Hater's title reign. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie Hayter is going to do what that to for that women's title, what John Moxley did for the AEW title. Yeah, or what Mira did for the TNT title. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was the what was the throwaway match? It was a squash, wasn't it? Uh, Athena versus somebody, I think. Oh yeah, she just basically murdered. Oh, was there, it? there was that bit where she like no sold around those kids. Yeah. And she just laughed at that girl and then just murdered her. And then in the main event, we had um, Orange Cassidy defending the Atlantic title against an opponent of Kiff Sabian's choosing, who turned out to be Wolverhampton's finest, Trent Seven. Yes, boy! That's the only reason we got Trey on this week, to talk about Trent Seven. <laughs> Certified what, East, East Midlander? Midlander, would you say? East Mids? Uh, or? From the Black West, Country. West, West Midlands, Black Country. West Midlands, Black Country. Certified. Sorry. Yeah, West Midlands at Troy Grant. Talk all about Trent Seven. Ah, he's just you, good, isn't he? You must have met him down the pub. Like Everyone knows each other around there, surely. <laughs> you know? I didn't meet him down the pub. However, my workmate used to drink with him. Oh, fair. And, but never followed wrestling. Didn't know he was like... Didn't know... like Obviously knew who he was, but didn't know... know um, kind of notoriety that he had. So I remember I was talking about it and he was just like, oh yeah, I know. Drank for ages down the pub, like for, for years. And I'm, he was like, oh, I think my, my girlfriend or wife or whatever used to work with him. Um, yeah, he's excellent, isn't he? Like we, like yeah. it was the best part or one of the best parts about NXT UK for the, the time it was about and, and we reviewed it. Yeah. And the amount of times we'd wax lyrical. About you know his, his matches, his storytelling in in and out of the ring. Um, so I haven't seen this match. I hear it was very good. Yeah, spoiler. Um, yeah, he put on a very good match with Orange Cassidy. I mean, I yeah. think I think it's quite easy to put on a good match with Orange Cassidy, but he did a very good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there was yeah, he, so like Orange can work like any sort of style, and he obviously he has that sort of comedy element. Um, but Trent was just like, yeah, let's just do strong style. Yeah. And it was like, okay. <laughs> Orange's chest was like purple. He turned Orange's chest into pulp. Um, nice. Yeah, it was really fun. A really hard-hitting match. Um, it told a bit of an interesting story in the sense that Trent was like just there to have a good match. And obviously, like Kip and uh, Penelope were there just doing fuckery. Like, they brought the butcher and the blade out of Brawl with Chuck and Trent. Um Kip and Dan Housen were having like a bit of a thing back and forth. Um and yeah, eventually Orange does pick up the win. And then after the match, like Kip's kind of like trying to he's trying to like bully Trent into like attacking Orange, isn't he? Like 
Yeah, Trent, 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 Trent was in a really tough position because obviously he was like this big surprise and everyone was like really hyped to see him, but he was also like working for the heel. So it was kind of, he yeah. was kind of in like a, a sort of weird halfway house. And after mm-hmm. the match, he sold that as well. He was like, he didn't really want to beat up Orange Cassidy, but Kip was like, you're on pain, you mate. Yeah, he's like, we've had a really good match. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. And Saying Kip that, was, Kip was like screaming, like, I brought you here. So he just starts stamping on Orange. Saying that, he just come off the back of NXT UK where he turned heel anyway. So yeah. If he did come into a yeah, but then, as then a heel. yeah, but then NXT UK got like Thanos snapped away, so don't worry about it. I mean, to be fair, what one thing that was mad was like he got like literally no reaction, did he? Did like, he not? No, he really. It was like fucking crickets, and I was like, oh shit, poor Trent. And then within like five minutes, he was they were getting this is awesome chance. So yeah. I mean, I mean it's, he's, he's it's, it's, to, it's, it's a shocker that the, the, the fan base of AEW and NXT UK didn't have much overlap. Who could have possibly? <laughs> no, but I mean, NXT UK wasn't big in Texas. It turns out, very um, <laughs> strong. I've been in uh, Chicago, mate. Yeah, do you think anyone? The... Do you think anyone in Texas watching that Chicago nonsense? They, they've been on <laughs> No, that's true. They've been on BTE. Um, one, one thing as well, which was cool, was they did a little teaser of um. Dustin Rhodes versus Trent Seven, which yes, please. Yeah. Ooh. That little stare down the had and then the brawl. I was like, yeah, fucking give yeah, me that. Hook that right up to my veins. Just put that, throw that on Winter's coming. Give him, give him like six, seven minutes to just slap the piss out of each other. <laughs> right. Having that, then we'll, we'll have a, we'll have a, a sort of quickish run through Ring of Honor because we are going a little long here. We can, we can do it. We, we got time. It's fine. We, we can yeah. be a bit indulgent in this section. We'll just, we'll just not, that's, well, we'll just not be talking about Jamie Noble. There we go. We'll cross that off. Um, sorry, <laughs> Jamie. Um, we, we, we need to talk about uh, AR Fox getting murdered by Rouge. Um, Shoot murdered by Rouge. So, yeah, so the, the pre-show was really fun. We had um, Top Flight against, was it Top Flight for the Kingdom? It was the OGK, yeah, which was a banger. Yeah, that was really good. The King, I think, I think I, I was a little worried when the Kingdom rocked up in AW because like, oh fuck, these guys are just going to be like floating around doing fuck all. I think Ring of Honor is where they're going to really find their their home, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, it was weird because they teased that they were going to go into a feud with FTR, and then fuck all happened. Yeah, because FTR, well, like, we're not working with these jobbers. <laughs> well, and I, I know that like Dax Howard in the past has had like heat with um Matt Taven, so I think everyone's maybe, had heat with maybe. Matt Taven to be fair. Mate, yeah, maybe legitimately. Dax has gone <laughs> fuck that. I'm not working with him. That doesn't work for me, brother. Doesn't work for me, brother. Yeah. yeah so um, we had that. That was fun. Um, Willow and Trisha Dora. Willow and Trisha Dora. That was great. Just a fucking hosset fight. Yeah, that was lovely. Um. Yeah. What was that move? Uh, Trisha Dora did something to Willow. It's like um, it was like a stretch muffler, wasn't it? But she was like. She had a held like dead lifted up. Yeah. And Willow won with a Willow one with a doctor one that looked like a war crime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Willow's doctor one. It's so fucking scatty. Um, yeah. what else um, do we have? We had um oh, there was another match. Uh, 2.0 versus uh, Shinobi Sh- uh, Strike Squad. Shinobi Shadow Squad. Or Shadow Squad. Yeah. Cheeseburger remains the most overman in Ring of Honor. It's uh, it's phenomenal, isn't it? He is he is an enigma. I, I really, really hope that Cheeseburger shows up at, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year just to get the Cheeseburger pop. <laughs> always, like, lose this shit. Like, it's fucking Kenny Omega coming out whenever he rocks up. Yeah, you got to see Daddy Magic just get, like, cocaine angry at Cheeseburger, which was... Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> when he was screaming, shake that man's hand! 
Um, that was that was a treat. I, I enjoyed that. Um, also, oh, we also we got yeah. to hear we got to hear Super music, which is one of the best theme tunes in all of wrestling. Yeah, it's like proper like Miami Vice music, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus uh, Mascara Dorado. Yeah, uh, just give Jeff Cobb whatever he asked for, like money wise. Yeah. Just give him it all. <laughs> that just to everything. Be fair, the two of them had so much chemistry. Yeah, like I'd I'd happily watch that again. On commentary, they did a little teaser. That was anyone, sorry, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Mascara Dorado is the former Grand Metal League from yeah. WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a little teaser as well on a uh, commentary that uh, we might be getting Jeff Cobb versus Samoa Joe, which, yeah, well. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <When>? Oh, God. <laughs> they, 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 said, they said, oh, yeah, Jeff Cobb's, um, Jeff Cobb's like one of the best uh, TV champions we've ever had. We'd like to see him versus Samoa Joe. I was like, yeah. You'd have, to do that, you'd have to do that in a room made entirely of concrete. Oh. <laughs> just for sa- like a bunker, just for safety reasons. Battersea power just station. Do it. <laughs> do, it, do it on like an aircraft carrier in international waters, just so everyone's like, safe. Like, like, like a fucking street fighter stage. <laughs> yeah, but then if Samoa Joe muscle busters Jeff off the uh, ship, we're all fucked because a massive tsunami will come for us. <laughs> oh, a world-ending tsunami. Uh, yeah, so onto the show proper, and like, so I'm not saying I'm not saying I had high expectations. I, I, I really was like not that jazzed for the show because I was like I was in work when it started, and I, I've been working all weekend, and it started at a weird time. And... It was an early one, wasn't it? Yeah, but but when it's a show like kicks eight. off with AR Fox and Blake Christian versus Roosh and another one of Roosh's brothers who happens to be like a five star luchador because he's just I'm guess I'm guessing he's just got like a clown car of like great wrestling talent in his family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was this is Rush's brother who isn't Dragon Lee, who is also fucking excellent at wrestling. Who who we've actually um I think we've actually seen at a Ring of Honor show. No, right. Like years ago. Uh, it was either him or the original Mr. Go, who was the original <laughs> Sinkara. Or an, now... another who's also somehow related to Rush for some reason, probably. <laughs> no, so <laughs> Drillistico got Mr. Co's gimmick when Mr. Co went to WWE and became right. Sinkara. And then Mystico lost. Uh, original Sinkara got fired, and Hunico becomes Sinkara, who's now Sinta de Oro. And then Drillistico left CMLL and become Drillistico. And then original Mystico became original Mystico, became Mystico 2, I think, or Mystico again. This is where the commentators and AAA take fucking coke, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but speak, speaking of um, speaking of Mexican wrestling, uh, Roosh thought he was in fucking Arena Mexico, didn't he, when he. Uh, when, so, right, so, let's, so the match was really fun. And the I'll, match was I'll, awesome. I'll that it was really it good. Was amazing. AR, AR Fo- I mean, yeah, AR Fox by Christian. Just it was just three flippy boys and then Roosh just striding around like the God of War, just ending fools. <laughs> it was Roosh. great. Roosh was just angry that he couldn't do the flippy stuff, so he was just hitting people really hard. Roosh <laughs> just spent like a large portion of that match just throwing Blake Christian into things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so the match was kind of Dr- weird because let, let's it, not forget as well, Drillistico Jackknife powerbombed AR Fox onto the fucking stage. Yeah. Just for and, and then he went into the, like underneath the steps and like just hid in there for a bit, like inside yeah, the steps. See, you could see Rush. Uh, you could see Rush just like shouting at him, "Lift him up, lift him up!" Fucking <laughs> um, orders his brother. So the match was kind of weird. So there was a bit of a botch at the finish. So Drisco kind of kicked out at like two point nine, and the ref like, "Oh no, that was definitely three. Yeah, and AR Fox looked like, "Wait, what?" That he was like, "That's a two And then the ref was like, "No, no, you won." He's like, "Oh." And, and you could see he looked happy, but also terrified. Oh, and shit. then apparently, Roosh just like basically Roosh made went a to business for himself. Well, no, he apparently he made like a snap decision that him and Drillisco were going to beat them down to get the heat back. Yeah, 
because the, like, the finish got fucked up. But they, but like they, they basically took a few liberties. I think. Well, Rouge oh, like grabbed the referee by his shirt and like ragged them to the point where he ripped the referee's shirt like right down the middle. And it was lovely uh, Stephon Smith as well. Was it? I thought it was, it was Mike Posey. Oh, it was Mike Posey. It was Mike Posey. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, he had a fucking terrible night. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about um, that later. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and then AR Fox like got thrown into the barricade, and Roosh told like Drillistico to hit him with a chair, and he just launched the chair like in into AR Fox's face essentially, and then Roosh turned around and just like just like walloped Blake Christian across the head with a chair. What? Yeah, like unprotected chair, chair shot to the head. He got suspended for it, like naturally. Um, Fucking hell! It was like it was kind of like, as I say, it, you thought he was in Arena Mexico. It was like the Mexican mentality of, "Oh shit, we need to get our heat back," because like Rush and well, uh, L- LFI are essentially being like primed up to be like the the top heels of Ring of Honor, and then <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> then everybody got suspended. Yeah, Roosh Ru- Ru- is like we we say it every week. Roosh is batshit crazy. Like he's a fucking lunatic. Really? Like he, he's he's awesome. He's like one of like legit one of my favorite wrestlers in AEW. But he's he's just he's like a nutcase. He's just a murderer. He, he just kills people. <laughs> Actual murderer. Yeah, like he had a match with Hangman. It was just him and Hangman seeing who could hit each other harder. <laughs> and like, so- he just he just like at one point just like booted them as hard as he could in the face. He's, fucking, he's awesome. You'd like him, Troy. Yeah. Right. Like so moving on. Out. Moving on. Then we had um, the, the women's match. We had uh, Athena defeated Mercedes Martinez in a really fun match. This was. It's just again. Oh, this this is a very hard hitting pay per view. Um, a lot a lot of matches yeah. because people just smacking each other real hard. This was really good fun. Um, yeah, Athena won. So that gives uh, Athena something to do now, which is great. Uh, I'm really excited to see where she goes as as mm. being a women's champion. Yeah. There, there was that really cool bit as well where Athena pulled the. Uh, pull like the table cover off and like as the referee was kind of like dealing with something I, th- I think Mercedes was going for she was going for something wasn't she and Athena like pushed her so the back of her head hit the table and then she just like hit the old face to pick up the win yeah um, yeah I'd, I'd love to see these two have a rematch they had so much good like such a good match a match that I wasn't all that Excited for, but I ended up enjoying more than most of the matches on this card. Uh, Swerve Not Glory taking on Shane Taylor promotions. Accusations, false accusations. This was excellent. Um, you, any you had time... two hops in there, and you're saying you weren't fucking excited for it. <laughs> no, so, like, I didn't really know what was going on. There was no like sort of stakes behind it or anything. And like Swerve and Keith Lee are kind of in that weird place, aren't they? they but anytime, they, anytime the Shane Taylor goes for a crossbody off the top rope and Keith Lee just catches him. Yeah, <laughs> Shane Taylor's a big fucking lad. Yeah, he is He's bigger than Keith. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. What what was um what what I really liked about this was because obviously it didn't really have much build. I knew that um Shane Taylor and Keith Lee used to be the pretty boy killers in yeah. Ring of Honor, and obviously Keith Lee got signed, so they like lost the tag title shot. But I didn't know how much like there was kind of actual sort of animosity behind the scenes about it. Oh, is I think. Cred- well, credit to Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman for like sort of like painting that picture mm. and also for like the crowd were obviously aware of it because they're both Texas guys and right. it was in Texas so like they'd, they'd worked like indies around there as well so there was there was the knowledge of it um, and credit to like the way the match was built where 
every time Keith and Shane got like in the ring from across from one another, like Keith Lee was kind of like playing almost a heel, like he was tagging out because like everyone wanted to see Shane Taylor murder Keith. Oh shit! Um, also, JD Griffey is fucking awesome. Oh, More of really, him, please. He really impressed me. Yeah, he was very in a match where it was like two big boys and Swerve, and he was the other guy. He really stood out like quite a lot in a good way. And, like, he really and his whole gimmick is like MMA fighter. Yeah, so it was like. It, it was like while um while like you had um Swerve like just being a horrible bastard. Yeah, JD Griffey just like locked like wrapping well, around him like a fucking slot and trying to choke him out. It, it was kinda of, it was kinda of like a fascinating combination of, of people. So you had obviously Shane Taylor and Swerve and Keith Lee who are big boys, big power guys. Uh Swerve's got that sort of like really low center gravity when the way he moves and the way he sort of strikes and attacks. And then JD Griffey's just this like big wiry, like limbs everywhere sort of guy who just like grapples everyone and it was like it was really cool to see these four these four guys going at it it was it was great it was a great contrast of styles uh, and yeah and at the end of the match um a bit of a sort of they try to do it swear walks out on keith lee and like abandons him and he's like ah you're gonna get beat now and then keith lee's like nah fuck that <laughs> and just um, um bbc's jd griffey for the win he, he used he used jd griffey as a weapon against shane taylor first and then, yeah, just did a fucking murder on JD Griffey. So that was but, fun. Yeah, waving our glory up. Yeah, I think I think that might be the final nail in the coffin for waving our glory. If we're being honest. Uh, next up, then the embassy, which is Brian Cage, um, Khan, and your um, your nutrition partner Troy uh, Tawaliana. <laughs> um, they did Peacock murder, which made me a very sad boy. Yeah. Um... Just a load of big lads just throwing poor, the poor boys around. And it, wasn't just, it, it wasn't just Dalton Castle throwing the boys around in this match. It was everyone. Yeah. Um, say, it, say it once, I'll say it again. Get Dalton Castle doing that entrance every... Fo- well, just get Dalton Castle on television every week. Yeah. He just, the man is a license to print money. He's, he's so entertaining. He's, he's so fun. He's, he's, he's so good. But uh, yeah, the Brian Cage hit a massive drill claw on, um, I think it was Brandon, for the win. Yeah. It was yeah, it was. I, I was I was fearful for this one going in, and I was right to do so. Uh, next up, then yeah. we had the pure rules match, uh, which didn't start like a pure rules match. So within the first thirty seconds, um, Daniel Garcia sort of tactically blew his one warning for an open palm for a closed fist strike because, like, literally in the first thirty seconds, he just <laughs> lamped Uther in the face. So then after like after like three seconds of looking, I'm like assessing the situation, Uther just lamps him right back. So they're both on a warning within like the first like <laughs> nice. And then they just decide to go outside and drop each other on the floor for a bit, which yeah. <laughs> isn't very pure rules, but it was very fun. Uh, they, they, they told a really good story as well. Uh, he used up all of his rope breaks really early on. He, he was really under the cosh. Uh, I think Garcia only used one the entire match. Um, Yeah, he did. And it was like Garcia getting like a little bit cocky and a little bit sort of overextending himself a little bit. And sort of, I think Utah almost like suckers him in a bit. Like, and sort of, I it's, thought... I thought the finish was fucking brilliant. It was so clever. Oh, didn't Garcia do a pile driver onto the apron as well? Yes. Just, you know, pure rules. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the finish was Garcia locks in the um, the Dragon Slayer sharpshooter that he uses. Um, and he like lent, he, he got a bit cocky and like leant back too far. I was just far enough for you to sort of wrap his arm around his throat and transition into a cross face. And then Garcia wasn't tapping, so Utah locked his other arm in and just like elbowed him in the head till the referee stopped the match. Uh, it was fucking awesome. These Fuck two, I, I, I said like we've had like 
six months of these two feuding now, and obviously the feuded prior on the end the Indies. Uh, but like in, with an AW and Ring of Honor, we've had six months of feuding. Didn't I they think, go? Didn't they go an hour in one of the Indies last year? They, they did like an hour draw, and then yeah. it was the same week that I think it was the same week Garcia wrestled Punk. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like maybe it's time to just sort of like let them let them drift apart a bit, come back to it in like a year or so, and just do it again because they've got just fucking great chemistry on them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get a feeling these guys, they're going to be like always sort of opening back around and bumping into each other like throughout their careers. They seem destined to just have a match every now and then where it's just absolutely fucking slaps. But yeah, like was, KO and Sami Zayn. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It, was, it was really fun. Next up then, holy fuck. <laughs> it's the only way I can describe this match, basically. <laughs> the yeah. Briscoes versus FTR, double dog collar match, the third one of the trilogy. Um, FTR won the previous two. And very little build to this. It was literally. Um, Teased on rampage. Didn't fucking need it. Oh, did it? No, it saying, didn't. You never need a build for these suits to fight. <laughs> it was just literally that an Asboy segment at the end of Dynamite, and then like a two-minute Briscoe's promo on YouTube, and that was it. It was it was done. You know, it was <laughs> ready. Briscoe's promo was fucking brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> Jay's like, we need to say thank you to the Asboys for delivering our letter. <laughs> <laughs> but this was th- this was the, exceptional. The challenge, the challenge was a Christmas card written in blood. That yeah. was just a really nice fucking touch. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was fucking incredible. I, I'm gonna have to rewatch all three matches to try and decide which one's gonna be my match of the year. Because I'll, spoiler alert, it's between those three. <laughs> um, I think I think it's not two. I really like two, but I think the only problem with it was that because it was two out of three falls, it was a lot sort of more methodical. Whereas this was just. Like unadulterated chaos from like. See, I think this. I think this was fairly restrained until the point where all four guys were just pissing blood. It's no. it, it, it was it was a weird match. It, it seemed like they were taking things fairly slow. They were being very like careful with the use of the chains. And like one thing, I'll give them mad props for. So this was a double dog collar match, like two lots of chains. So, so um, Jay and Dax were uh, collared together, and Mark and Cash were collared together. At no point in this twenty-two minute match did the chain ever get in the way. <laughs> Uh, unless it was intentional, yeah. No, there was there were no fuck ups because the chain was in the wrong no. place or someone wasn't. This they, match was they did, they did that really, perfectly. really good spot where Cash was like, Cash was basically trying to hang Mark over the top rope with the chain, and it was like taut. And to break it, Jay just kind of like threw Dax into the chain, and it was just so it was just so well executed. There was that horrible, horrible. Superplex onto the outside, onto the onto the stack of chairs. Yeah, um, yeah. It, this was fucking incredible. And then late, late <laughs> towards the end of the match, um, there was a pile of chairs and a table, and then Cash and Mark were having like this sort of back and forth about trying to put each other through the table. And then eventually, Cash just got the chain and just flung Mark off yeah. the apron, off the top rope, out to the outside onto a pile of chairs. Yeah, it was. It was. And, uh, Mark, like... and then Mark didn't move an awful lot after that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, said, then, and then and then Cash starts so Dax is sort of taking I think Dax just on a pile driver in the ring or something and um, Jay kicked out so then da- uh, Cash starts throwing chairs into the ring and all that we hear him shout to, da- to Dax fucking murder him yeah <laughs> <Get> out <laughs> um, yeah I I loved everything about this I think when one thing AW like and obviously by proxy Ring of Honor I've tried to illustrate with dog collar matches is that, like how violent they are and how bloody they are. 
and like how that essentially this is like their nuclear option, like like a Helena Cell used to be, mm. like a few yeah. end. Yeah. yeah, obviously, like in the territories way back in like the sort of like seventies mm. and eighties, it was a dog collar match or yeah. it was bunkhouse match or something like that. They like every time they've done a dog collar match, it's been visceral, it's been gritty, yeah. and I think for me, this might have been the best one they've done. Well, yeah, I mean, dog collar match. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, the fin- I mean, the finish of this was literally Jay Briscoe swimming in his own blood, like choking Dax to like the point of unconsciousness with the chain. Yeah, and and while Cash is like trying as hard as to get in the ring to sort of help Dax, and Mark Briscoe is like dead weight lying on the yeah, chain. So it was, so it was that, that, it was that FDR. It was like it was like that FDR spot where one of them's in a submission, and the other one like tries to put the hand in to help. Except Cash couldn't get in the ring because Mark Briscoe was just like literally sitting down on the chain, so Cash couldn't get like past the uh, apron. It was fucking brilliant. It was... and, and Dax and Dax didn't tap; he just went out basically. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm watching after dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I wouldn't watch it while you're having dinner. I'd wait until you eat. To be but honest, no. I'd, I'd say like that's one of uh, this has been one of my favorite shows of the year as well. And like, it came from, with like so <laughs> few expectations. It was just like I, I literally, I was like, okay, it's a Ring of Honor show. They're gonna have some fun matches on there. It the the selling point for me was the FTR Briscoe's match. Which they which only announced like only, last week. Only got announced this week. So prior to that, it was because we everyone was thinking, oh yeah, they'll just do FTR with the Ass Boys or something on the uh, on Ring of Honor. They they did so many bait and switches for who FTR's opponents were though that I was genuinely shocked when they announced FTR Briscoe's three, and I was even more shocked when they announced FTR Briscoe's three was a dog collar match. Yeah. Uh, right, we'll move on then. Uh, that again, if we if we haven't conveyed this across to you, dear listener, please go and watch that match. It was yeah. <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Um, next up, then Samoa Joe taking on Rock Hard. I hate that nickname, Juice Robinson. Yeah, I don't like that. Fuck off! <laughs> no one wants to be Rock Hard. <laughs> no one wants that. <laughs> and he, yeah. he has he has like his Bullet Club T shirt, and it says like Rock Hard Club, and it's like, oh no, that sounds like no, that type of thing the police raid at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um... <laughs> This was really good, though. I, I feel like everything after that FTR and Briscoe's match, not suffered. But I mean, yeah, this 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 kind of I mean, it was tough to follow. Dead. It was fine, right. but it was it was it kind of felt like I'd been sent off to die this match, and it was like, oh fuck, how do you? I mean, he was yeah. Juice, Juice was been thinking like, how the fuck are we going to follow that? I think they had a really fun it, match. Though. It was like, it was an ex- it was an excellent match. Really it, was, good. it was it was a lot better than I mean it wasn't Juice's match against Hangman wasn't bad. It just didn't get any reaction, and this got a lot more. I can because Samoa Joe is that kind of guy. He's got enough cred, hasn't he, Joe, with the Ring of Honor crowd that anything he does to anyone and anyone any, anyone does to him will get a reaction because Joe is Ring of Honor. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I think Joe was the right guy to send out after that match because people, right, people were exhausted, understandably, but you can still get up for Samoa Joe in a Ring of Honor ring. Yeah, that's it. And the the finish as well was fucking awesome. Where Joe like hung him up on the uh, top rope, um, and then like they were sort of like struggling, weren't they? So Joe was trying to like get him up for the muscle bus there. And Juice was like fight with everything he had, and then Joe just like lifted them up like a child, and was like, "Yeah, you're dead." <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we're poor Tony Storm. We just found a new husband. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the final match, the main event: uh, Chris Jericho versus Claudio Castagnoli for the Ring of Honor World Title. If Claudio loses, he must join the Jericho Appreciation Society. And 
um, Daddy Magic said earlier, he had a, another purple hat like Jake Hager's. When he does join Jericho Appreciation Society, he has to be in a tag team with Hager called Hattrick. Fuck. And he, and he has to wear the purple hat. They said they trademarked the name for it as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we had that. We had that awesome, like, brawl with Top, top Flight in a 2.0 as well, didn't we? Well, yeah, they just had a big fight as well, yeah. Yeah. But Danny Magic shouted at uh, Darius, you want to take a swing at me? And Dante just come from the background and jawed him. <laughs> <laughs> that was right before that was, so then that was interrupted by Utah coming out, wasn't it? That was just before the Utah Garcia yeah, match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this match was really fun. Uh, Jericho and Claudio got the chemistry, haven't they? Like, their the first match was really good. They were both really good in that four way match, uh, the uh, full gear, which was excellent. And this match had a, a very, I, I, would say sh- I would say, shocking finish. It was different. I know it's been divisive on like the internet. I, I really it liked it. Brilliant. I thought yeah. it was fucking excellent. Do you know? Um, have, you, have you seen this, Troy? Do you know how this how this match ended? So I will be watching it. So earlier in the match, yeah. uh, Claudio goes for the giant swing, which is obviously Claudio's big fan favorite move. And as he's doing it the first time, Jericho manages to reverse it into the walls of Jericho. Yeah, he just hooks the legs. He's going round. It's great. So then right. later on, later on in the match, Jericho hits. He hits him with a baseball bat. Claudio kicks out the, of, of the baseball bat shot. Big like big crowd pop, and then he, he locks in the giant swing. He does thirty one rotations. Fuck it out. The giant swing, and then on and the thirty first rotation on commentary, he, he was in it for thirty seven seconds. Yeah, and on on the thirty first rotation, Jericho taps out in the giant swing. Oh shit! Oh okay, that's different. Yeah. It was yeah. incredible. I, I, was really bad I, I don't. Because... I don't dislike it. It's <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. As Jericho was like, sort of like flailing his arm drop the whole time, wasn't he as well? Like he really sold it well. Yeah. Um. I. I. They had a really good match. Like that, as we said, these two have got like amazing chemistry together. Um. Uh, I'd. I'd like to see a third match just because the one on one. Uh, right, we'll wrap it up there then, uh, because we're we going real long on that. There's a lot of wrestling. Um, just quick one before we thing go you to the next. Didn't mention just to jump in. There was only one title that didn't change hands on that show. Yeah. That was the TV what? title. That was the TV Everything title. Everything else was a title change. No way that yeah. is mental. No way Big that is. reset. Samoa was the king of TV. Correct. <laughs> As <laughs> you no were, one, Ben. Ain't no one taking that title off, Joe. Uh, before we <laughs> go on, to the next tell Samoa he can't he can't fucking keep that title. <laughs> You're going to tell Samoa Joe he's got to lose to the guy that Kevin Owens murdered on his debut in NXT. Yeah, true. CJ Park. No Samoa Joe murdered in his debut in NXT. Kevin Owens. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Before we move on to the next section, Jay, quickly, uh, marks out of 10 for Death Hood, is on it? That's why I found um, I'd, I'd give it a solid eight. I think I'd go I, eight and a half. I think, I, yeah. I, 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 it, was, it was a solid show. Um, I feel like I'd mark it down for the finish to... Um, the opening match, but I think everything on everything on the pre-show was really fun. My only negatives, yeah, my only negatives were the finish, the finish of the first match, and Don Castle lost. So you know, yeah, and, and also like I think I think the placement of FTR and Briscoes should have been at the end. So Christian Jericho getting not, main, event, main event flashbacks. Yeah, nothing should. Yeah, you <laughs> think he would have fallen in from WrestleMania eighteen? Christian saying, um, "Oh God, it's happening again." Yeah. Oh God, it's another Rock Hogan shit. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, right. I, I thought it was a really good show. Yeah, uh, and it, it, every, every Ring of sh- Ring of Honor show this year has been very good. Yeah, 
Uh, right, we'll move on. We'll have a quick break then uh, before we move on to some news. If you're on Jack's radio, uh, and if you're not on Jack's radio, you should be listening to us on Jack's radio because you get some banging tunes to go along with your wrestling. Uh, we'll have some Ghost, some Run the Jewels, and some Lincoln Park to take you into part two. Are you having trouble sleeping but always feel tired? It's time to try Recovery PM and see why thousands of customers keep coming back for more. Most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. The problem with that is, if you can't relax and fall asleep in the first place, that melatonin is going to make you irritable. Recovery PM is a professional blend of nine clinically proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers plus magnesium, so you're going to relax and then experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. Your whole life is affected by lack of sleep. Your work, your relationships, your mood, your performance, and guys, that includes in the bedroom. Did you know that lack of sleep reduces your testosterone by as much as aging 10 years? So upgrade to Recovery PM for 30 days and you'll be amazed how you feel. Thousands of people already have and over 85% of them have come back for more. So now, Jay, I know you have been taking Recovery PM for the past few weeks. Yeah. Last uh, how, uh, three weeks or so. How have you been finding it? Um, I'm honestly finding it really good. Um, I've noticed my sleep's a lot more regular, like a lot more regulated, I should say. Um, I'm not nowhere near as groggy when I wake up. And definitely less that. irritable. Definitely less irritable. Um, <laughs> I'm again, it's it's benefiting me because I've started a new job and obviously my sleep patterns drastically changed. Um, Especially like you, I know without without giving too much away, you, you've been working from home, so you've been obviously you've been doing mm-hmm. that thing that everyone who works at home does, where they wake up like ten minutes before they meant to start work. Yeah. So well, for you, for not, you being able to wake not up and feel day, full hour, mate. <laughs> so for you, like being able to wake up and feel sharp, like straight from the bath, yeah. is is really beneficial. Oh, it's awesome. I'm I'm not a morning person at all. I'm terrible at like when I wake up. I'm terrible at kind of like sort of motivating myself to do anything for the first like sort of 10 15 minutes i'm awake yeah so really I, 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 I can tell this definitely been working for you because the discord has been a lot quieter at night time with you not shit posting all the time so. <laughs> yeah that's true that's true uh, so if people want to ju- follow in your footsteps jay and they want to get hold of some of this recovery pm and prove their sleep how can they do it uh go to recoverypm.com and use our code uwp all in caps uh at the checkout for 15 percent off your order uh, you can also use that at LegacySups.com as well. Um, same code. And yeah, 15% off. It uh, really helps the podcast out. Um, means we can do a lot more cooler stuff that we're kind of like looking at doing um, in the new year. And if you're wondering where Recovery PM comes from, it's um, sort of spearheaded by Nick Aldis, who is yeah. a high-level high professional athlete. He knows exactly what he's talking about. He's run Legacy Subs for a number of years now. He really he knows the game. He knows what it's all about. Um, we had him on, the, on an interview as well, and he kind of gave us a bit of a background on the company within the interview. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, go and check that out if you want to learn more. And, yeah, get the best sleep of your life today at recoverypm.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> News. Okay, and we're back. Right, we're going to bring you some quick-fire wrestling news. And luckily, there's very little to talk about this week in terms of wrestling news. Like only some massive, massive stories. So we'll start with the we'll start with like the big one, the the the, the, the nuclear bomb, uh, which is according to the Wrestling Observer, 
Uh, Sasha Banks is reportedly done with WWE, uh, having both parties having failed to come to terms on money. Uh, obviously, Sasha Banks is set to appear at Wrestle Kingdom 17 in Tokyo next month. It is believed her contract runs until the end of the year, until January. However, it is not known whether WWE have the ability to or if they will extend her contract and put a freeze on it because she hasn't been like like when people are injured, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot, a lot of. I mean, it's it's this is this is going to be one of like the, the biggest talking points of the next sort of thirty odd days. And like, where is she going to show up? Is she is she done? No one knows anything for sure. Um, like, there's based, so many based on sorry, based on things that she said, I feel like that maybe it's a, a contract actually expiring. Not like like then, not like um, as in they've already tacked on the time. Right, okay. Because she, she's, um, she's done the thing, and she, where she's trademarked all these new names and all this new bits and bobs. And I, I remember a couple of um, a, a couple of like news sources put out closer to the time that her contract was due to expire, like July, August, sort of thing. Well, it was it was this was it was reported in summer that she wasn't taking bookings until January, and that was that was a date yeah. that's been set in stone for some time now. Yeah, and I, d- I doubt. Based on like what happened with like Pack, for example, where he walked out and then he just like went, "All right, we got eighteen months here." <laughs> I, I doubt that. I doubt like the like the start of Triple H is kind of like run of like being the kind of like top dog in WWE. I doubt he wants that kind of negative press where someone's like, "Look, we want to leave," and he's going, "Nah, you're all right." Yeah. It, um... Makes more sense for them to kind of want to like keep the morale up for the backstage people. It's a shame. Uh, I just, it's just like, obviously she'll like it would be really exciting to see her at Wrestle Kingdom and anything she does subsequently in New Japan or anywhere else, depending on where she goes. Um, it's a shame if if that is it for her with with WWE. Um, because it goes without saying, one of the best on, on the women's roster. No, oh, she built um, that division. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. absolutely. And, and if, she, think... if, if if she leaves in such a, if her last act as a WWE performer is to just drop the belt and walk out the company, that's a, a shitty mm. way to go for someone who's put so much in. Yeah, like part of me wants like, and it's probably just wishful thinking. I don't want that to be the kind of the last act there because she did so much for for that women's division. It'd be kind of shitty note to end on. Part of me just wants like one last rumble appearance and then she can ride up into the sunset. She can just but... come back and do the job to Charlotte and then that's it. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the only, thing, the only thing to add on to this is obviously there's a, a, a sort of added bit of intrigue that Soraya is picking a partner for a show in January to face Britt mm. Baker and Jimmy Hayter. Now, if that's not Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet or whatever she's calling herself at that point, fucking God help whoever comes through that curtain. <laughs> <laughs> if that's Thunder Rosa and they're trying to bring it back as a face, that ain't gonna go how she, how they think oh, it's god. gonna go. Oh god, no! <laughs> I think I saw something on Instagram the other day. I'm fairly sure Sasha Banks is the guest, the next guest on Bailey's podcast, which will oh, be right. an interesting listen. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, right, moving on. Speaking of what we, we just talked about, about Ring of Honor, have a little bit more Ring of Honor. Uh, so in the post-match media scrum, thankfully no one battered anyone this time, which is always nice. <laughs> but uh, Tony Khan <laughs> did announce that they were officially relaunched Honor Club. Um, so, well, not yet. It's, it's been announced it is relaunching. He said sometime at the start of the new year, uh, there's going to be a weekly TV show on 
on a club, so it's not going to be on television, which for us in the UK makes literally no difference because I'm still watching it on the computer regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and But pay-per-views are going to be on a 90-day delay, so you're still going to have to fork out for your pay-per-views on fight. But, I mean, I, I would probably have just preferred if it all went on to, like, Fight Plus or something. But, hey, here we are. So, isn't isn't that the same price it was before, but you're getting less? Well, you, you're still getting, like, the entire, like, back catalogue of... You still get everything, you just don't get the live shows anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, you'll get you'll get the weekly TV live at the show. Yeah. So, mm. back, back when, like, we... So, I got it to, I got it to watch... Um, like the first AW Ring of Honor show, and I got the live pay per view, but I didn't get any television shows because TV shows haven't been on there for a long time because they were on like Sinclair or whatever. So mm. they, they were basically replacing the pay per views with a live TV show. So it all kind of hinges on what's the quality of that show, like basically. I, I think I think as well, like if it seems as if there's from from what from like kind of like just sort of like going through the uh, statement they put out um, last night, it seems as if there's going to be a lot more on demand content as well. Oh, what yeah, would yeah, make sense? yeah, and you are you are what? gonna get that you are gonna get that that whole back catalog as well. So you can go and watch, for example, the the, the, the entire of... the, you can go watch the entire Kevin Steen El Jericho feud if you want to like see the best thing in ever that's ever happened in wrestling, basically. If you want to see <laughs> next drama the trilogy, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to see the spot that literally on our watch along nearly made Brian do a six. <laughs> <laughs> um and I have sent him other subsequent gifts from that feud and he's just been really upset with me. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah I, th- I think I think one thing as well is there was a lot of kind of stuff that obviously as you say with the TV deal that wasn't on a club and there was pay-per-views that were like DVD only which are going to be on there. So there's going to be a lot more available. What would make sense to me is if they bundle it in with the AW one. Like yeah maybe say for like 15 quid you can have them both or yeah kind of for the two. Yeah, but yeah, fifteen would be still be reasonable. Or oh, fifteen, because... like fifteen, fifteen dollars, because like yeah, it's like nine ninety nine, isn't it in in the US? So yeah, six ninety nine for eight viewers, isn't it? Is it disappointing that it's not a TV deal, considering the I... lineage and the history of Ring of Honor? Well, no, should it, it, should it think... not have been a well, TV it's, deal? It's, or... it's never, it's never really been on like mainstream television in the states. It was on HDNet and then it was on Sinclair Broadcasting. Now they're okay. not as someone who who is only like sort of congen- you know, tangentially aware of US television. I'd never heard of any of those things till I heard about Ring of Honor. Right. So it's not. It's, on, it's, it's like it's like saying why one. isn't it's like why isn't that show that was on Bravo not on ITV? Yeah. <laughs> and as I, I, I said, think... for for people like me on me and you and Jay in the UK, it makes no odds. We're going to be watching it mm-hmm. through Fight or something anyway, aren't we? Yeah. So you know, Ring Ring of Honor's weekly TV show was free on YouTube. When, like during the pandemic and prior to that, anyway, okay, um, it was free up, free on fights and free on YouTube. I think, well, like they had like the highlights on YouTube. Um, I'm just shocked that yeah. they've, I, I'm just shocked that they've taken this opportunity to put it online and they've still kept them separate. I thought this would have, I thought Ring of Honor would have come back when an AW network launched. Mm. Maybe that, maybe that's like going to be the kind of like jumping off them for it. Possibly, maybe this to test the waters, who knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, like, it, as I say, it would make so much sense to kind of, like, amalgamate the two together, like AW Plus and on a club. Yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe this is a way yeah. to get people who use the idea of paying monthly and then they'll just, they can just slide the extras into it and, like, the other bits and bobs. Who knows? Uh, as, all right, next as I up. say, like, 
15 quid. Yes, do it, do it, cowards. Uh, next up, then, a nice little happy one. Uh, Jamie Noble wrestled his final match uh, last weekend in his home. It's, it's actually says his hometown of Charleston, West Virginia. He's actually not from Charleston, he's from West Virginia. It's, it's his home state. Um, so he teamed with Braun Strowman and the Brawling Brutes to defeat the Bloodline, minus Roman Reigns, because he ain't doing no job. Um, and the match, quite nice. he, got, he got the pin on Sami Zayn for the win, which is quite nice as well. That's nice. That's a lovely yeah. way to end it. You know what I would really like? I'm just to beat CM Punk again one more time. <laughs> <laughs> just sign Punk for two days, drop him out to Jimmy Noble and then release him again. <laughs> just, just literally do that entire match like from Ring of Honor again. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, so that's lovely. It's nice to see Jamie get his. Because again, we, we, we talked about this. Was it me and you, Troy? We talked about this a while back. Um, and we said like he sort of like just sort of faded away in WWE, didn't he? he sort of yeah, it's a shame, man. Like... Is he like I remember going back and watching like a lot of his stuff with the Cruiserweight Championship? It's really, really good, man. Um, but yeah, he just it was that kind of J and J security thing, and then it was suddenly just he was, he was just he was just gone. He was just a yeah. backstage guy then, and, and was there was like, no yeah. no announcement over it. No, he's moving into it. Was just no, he's gone. So yeah, it was a shame. But this this is a nice nice note to sign off on for him. Yeah. Uh, next up, then something that might allay some of our fears from the, from the previous article, according to Dave Meltzer. Former AEW Women's Champion Thunder Rosa is hoping to return to the ring in February, so she might miss the window for being Soraya's surprise partner. Uh, well, I mean, she's out with the back injury since August, so she's been out a fair while. Obviously, they, they just officially stripped her of the women's title uh, a few weeks back. Um, yeah, it's been interesting. She, she she put a picture up on Instagram of her lifting weights, and she just started doing some like weight training, sort of building her strength back up. And she she claims to be ready for a quote big twenty twenty three. So we'll the range be seen. Yeah. I mean, it's this is this is such yeah. a weird one, isn't it? Because like, is one the... part of a big twenty twenty three. Jamie hates a clothesline her into oblivion. <laughs> but it's gonna be such an odd one because like, since she's been gone, like fan sort of opinion on her is somewhat soured a bit. I think. I think. Like... I think it's weird, isn't it? Because like she, she like announced. That like she was wasn't going to be at all out on like the go home episode of Dynamite, which was weird because it was as I made like the joke of oh yeah she lost a smile, um, it, it was just a timing wise it was odd because she was still doing angles building up to the match right up to the end like to the last bit, yeah. so I don't know. But then obviously like there was other stuff that kind of come out with like uh, Britt Baker saying about uh, being a bit toxic and stuff like that, and I think that's why a lot of well, the, 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 the sort of the sort of mostly confirmed rumor, isn't it, that when she broke Jimmy Hitter's nose, she then like hid in the toilet so that Jimmy Hitter wouldn't come and yeah. batter her afterwards. Yeah, she didn't. No. She, instead of apologizing, she just went and hid in the toilet. So apparently, again, actual like, MMA fighter Thunder Rosa, because she, because she was trying to work through this injury, um, she couldn't extend properly on her suplex, and then as Jimmy Hitter brought her down, she just sort of fell on top of her. Yeah. And like basically squashed her nose, and then apparently yeah, she went and just hit the toilet for like half an hour because she thought Jimmy Hayter was going to come and batter her in the in the locker room. <sighs> so yeah, we'll see what happens when she comes back, eh? Because we, we could have another CM Punk situation on our hands here. Who knows? Yeah, Jamie Hayter, Jamie Hayter's nails, like isn't he? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. That, that's, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a fascinating thing to see in February, uh, right? And then our final piece of news um, for fans of big meaty men who slap meat. There we have possibly the first sort of soft confirmed match for WrestleMania 39. Uh, it's been widely reported that one match set for the WrestleMania 39 is Brock Lesnar versus Gunther. 
Yes, yes, please. Are you ready for two uh, meat castles to just collapse <laughs> into one another? <laughs> I, I can't wait for Gunther to chop the purple off Brock Lesnar. He's going to chop that fucking tattoo right chop off his chest. Chop the top off him. <laughs> uh, so Gunther actually did an interview a while back uh, where he said that this was one of his dream matches. He said basically Brock was an inspiration to him when he was getting into the business. Uh, he's been, you know, he's, he's he said he's like one guy who can really push him and challenge him. And yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be an absolute slobber knocker in it. Physical as <laughs> Fuck! I, I wonder can't whether Brock. I wonder whether Brock's going to be into it though, because he usually likes like wrestling smaller guys, doesn't? True, he, but he, like his and Bobby's usually looks fun. Basically, just just find a way to condense Walter Dragonov into like six and a half minutes. <laughs> just get all of that offense, but in six and a half minutes, <laughs> it, it's it's like someone's used a red mushroom on Ilya Dragonov. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's one that's gonna that's gonna put some butts in seats in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be yeah, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be a lovely, lovely stuff. Um, yeah. So WrestleMania, it's it's already off to a it's it's from what from what we've seen, it's it's shaping up pretty well um, with the one match that's been announced so far. <laughs> um, yeah, right. <clears throat> uh, I think that'll do us for news. Then we're gonna. Uh, have another very quick break on Jack's radio. We'll have some more music. We'll have some Jimmy Eat World. We'll have some Coheed and Cambria. And we'll have some Fallout Boy. You lucky people. Okay, we're back into part three. Uh, right, part three, we're going to do a few little talking points. This is our sort of like little, a little more informal, a little more sort of casual sort of segment of the show where we just sort of have a little chat about some of the hottest topics in wrestling. Uh, a few little bits and more. We've got a few special ones here because this is probably the last time this year that it's going to be not just me and Jay doing doing this segment. So we'll bring Troy and we'll do a little, maybe little 2002 review, like very quick. We, we are going to do our proper podcast, like match of the year. Um, and we're going to do our sort of awards as well, which we're probably, are we doing them in between Christmas and New Year again this year? I think so, yeah. We have to, because like, there's a chance that AEW or someone might slip a banger in on like, the 28th of December or some shit like that, isn't it? So, G- you know, G- they did GCW- it before, didn't they? GCW's got a show on New Year's Eve. I oh, think on New Year's Day as well. <laughs> so, we're not safe. Like, because, like, Rampage, you could do some mad shit on, like, three minutes to midnight or something like that. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we'll see. We'll, we'll hold off as late as we can before everyone has to go, like, go back to work. But yeah, we are going to keep an eye out in that sort of in the in between times when you're just eating chocolate all the time. We'll uh, we'll have some some end of year content for you there. Hopefully, <laughs> um, we'll also be eating chocolate. I've, I've got like a full time cabbage here that I'm just going to fucking dive into. It's going to be great. Yes. Right. Um, <laughs> so talking point number one. I mean, I know this has been a Ring of Honor heavy podcast this week. Um, apologies if you don't give a fuck about Ring of Honor, but we, we will not <laughs> talk about it as much next week. I, I, I can promise you that. Uh, first. <laughs> Point first, you topic. know, the way AW kind of interjected Ring of Honor into the program for about three months. Yeah, that's what <laughs> we're just doing all of that, but in one episode, yeah. yeah. Um, so, first question, first talking point with Ring of Honor getting a weekly TV show, should Tony Khan hand over the book? <laughs> and if so, to whom? Yes, to me, yes. <laughs> we don't Luffer want underground, Luffer underground. Um... <laughs> So basically, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is now sort of, as Tony Khan himself has said, it's separating itself away from AW. Now it's not going to have as much Ring of Honor on AW. Uh, it's becoming kind of its own entity. Should Tony Khan basically not book it because he does so much anyway? He yes. said he's going to, hasn't he? Um, well, I'd have it. I'd quite like to see. Um, if anyone says delirious maybe... to go in the waiting room, hey. <laughs> if anyone says delirious to go into the waiting room. 
I'd quite like to see them have like a sort of like booking committee with some of the X-Ring of Honor guys they've got there, like BJ Whitmer, Christopher Daniels, Jerry Lynn. So I, so I had one name yeah. on, my, on my mind, and it was Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn as well, exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if they had like a committee, maybe I'd thro- throw Samoa Joe in there just for the lulls. Um, mm-hmm. What do you want Samoa Joe to just Kevin Nash book his Ring of Honor TV title? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Nash book that he gets all the belts. <laughs> <laughs> so the plan is I beat Claudio in 45 seconds, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess have a three-year time um, and then retire. <laughs> and then I mean, like... the, the other person, obviously he's very fucking busy, but that would be quite good to book it, would be Excalibur. Mm-hmm. Just turn Ring of Honor into PWG. Yeah, just, just do a mystery for all year, that'd be great. Yeah. Get 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 PWG on honor club, you cowards. Um can I throw out a wild card and if I mean I'm talking like a worst case scenario, not a worst case scenario for like what would happen, but if if, yeah, if a but... worst case scenario comes to light and someone can't wrestle again, Adam Cole. Yeah. The shout. Yeah. If he if he if he, yeah. if, if he is in the point where he's out long term or he can't go anymore or he has to mm. step away from the from the in ring part of the business, I would love him to have some still have some input, you know. Uh, I mean yeah. I'm, I'm sure I... he would much prefer to wrestle, but I think if he steps away from like the ring, he's probably going to become like a full time streamer. He's just mm. going to become like the world's first professional Super Mario RPG player. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so when when all like the when all right. like, when, all, right. the, when all the brawl out stuff was happening, like at, at that time, Adam Cole was live on stream playing <laughs> Super Mario RPG, and he was just there in chat, like he was just asking chat, like, so uh, chat, how how do I um how do I find out how many frog coins I've got? <laughs> <laughs> like see him pop the books and like fucking webbing each other all over Chicago. <laughs> yeah. uh, has anyone said? Has anyone said um, Nigel McGuinness yet? No, that's no. also a very good also show. Also a good shout. Just get anyone who wrestled in Ring of Honor in like the early two thousands, basically, uh, and you just yeah. bring them in. And um, whoever will hey, make Fraser. whoever will make whoever will make Tony Deppman champion, basically, is is who I want. <laughs> I really hope that Tony Deppman being sat in the crowd. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Tony Deppman sat in the crowd watching during Samoa Joe and Juice Robinson, and them making a big deal about how Tony Deppman was like, well, they, they literally said like he was like the last great TV champion of like the Ring of Honor reign, like before. I can't wait till Tony Deppman comes back to the UK so we can give Troy typhoid again. <laughs> Slap the fucking taste out of his mouth. Tony Deppman, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, absolutely. <laughs> Like mayor the gremlin on Troy kept fucking rocking on him. Um, <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> Troy, Troy, Troy's covered in at least at least two of Tony Devon's bodily fluids. <laughs> Possibly more. We don't know. A minimum of two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. So I mean, I think we, we kind of kind of all settled on a bit of a consensus. I think everyone's first pick would be Jerry Lynn, um, Sanjay Dutt, maybe. You know. Oh, Sanjay is a fucking very good shot. But then mm. the problem with Sanjay is, you know, for a fact that Jay Lethal's going to come up, come over and book himself as champion. For like, we, we could end up in a nightmare scenario with Jeff Jarrett's running Ring of Honor. Oh, do it. <laughs> I want Ring of Honor to be TNA. It just, it just becomes like 2009 TNA. I want again. reverse battle royals. I want the fucking cage match where you've got to handcuff people to the cage. I want. Like, hang on, why is, why is why is Jeff Jarrett fighting Kurt Angle again for the custody of Kurt's children? <laughs> I want Elevation X. I want King of the Mountain. I want all that good stuff. Oh, God. my God. 
No. We've, we've just, we've just saved Ring of Honor, mate. We don't want to kill it again. What, what, what else did they have that was fucking batshit crazy? Electrified Steel Cage. They had the Blindfold match. They had the, the Fish Market Street fight. They had the yeah. Blindfold Steel Cage match. They had the match of 10,000 tacks. Yeah, because Monsters Ball. Because do Monsters, Monsters Ball. That was good. Everyone, everyone liked Monsters Ball. It was fun. Everyone does like Monsters Ball. Or Full Metal Mayhem, because it's just TLC. Oh, my God. I'm still gutted. Like, there was meant to be a match in... TNA back in like 2011, and it was the Motor City Machine Guns versus the Hardys versus what were the Young Bucks uh, in in basically a TLC match, and so nice. like and people got injured and it ended up like not happening. It ended up being like a different match. It was like fuck that's that was the one that got away. That was the one yeah, match we man. never got that, that never happened. It, and that would have been so good. The Young Bucks ended up getting cougared by fucking Tara. Oh god, don't remind me. Um, Generation Me, fucking oh, sad times. I'm going to go a little cry after this now. Thanks, Shane. Um, <laughs> uh, right, we'll move Thanks on. Thanks a lot. Then. Tasty's crying. <laughs> we'll put Ring of Honor. We'll put Ring of Honor to one side, just like Tony Khan probably should have done about six weeks ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll move on to awesome. our next and probably final talking point, um, which I'll kind of combine these two. So uh, I'll, I'll talk to Troy first because me and Jay talked a lot this week about Ring of Honor. So Troy, two questions: How have you enjoyed wrestling? Like, what have you enjoyed from wrestling in 2022, and what would you like to see happen in 2023? Uh, I think I've enjoyed the variety of wrestling uh, this year. I, I think it's safe to say that we've certainly exposed you to different facets of wrestling. That yeah, maybe not I've seen before. You've converted me into, I wouldn't say a, a lover of deathmatch wrestling, yeah, but I death certainly have. Troy. I certainly, I certainly appreciate it a hell of a lot more. I, um, I heard the rumor you went down to Fargo Village and hit someone with a light tube the other week, just just because can, you had the itch for it. Can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Fargo Village, fucking hell! <laughs> is that a, is that where the Rangers? <laughs> nah, it's the other side of town, mate. Just bleeding, um, all, bleeding all over the fucking tat in the range. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, the, the, I think the variety of wrestling this year, I think um, I've had a lot of other promotions and, and wrestlers in particular um, highlight to me and exposed to me. Uh, I've watched a hell of a lot more GCW this year, um, which has been really, really enjoyable. I think the TNT and GCW kind of collaboration show earlier this year really put a spotlight on on just how good uh, some of the stuff is that they're putting out. Um so that's been good. And generally getting about to a lot more indie promotions, like up and down the country as well. Um, prior to this year, the only independent promotion I went to was Wrestling Resurgence, um, my local one in Leicester. And I've I had the opportunity to get to so many this year. Um, and it's been awesome. Really, really good. Um, and I'm looking forward to doing a hell of a lot more of that next year. It's an odd one, isn't it? Because like from people on the outside looking in, it's easy to say, oh look, the British wrestling scene, it's sort of not where it was a few years ago. It's like the star power's not there. There's been a big talent drain. But if you look if you look a little deeper and if you scratch behind the surface, like it's actually in quite rude health. Mm-hmm. There's there's all right, there, there, there aren't like there aren't like as many Rampage Browns or, you know, Trend Sevens knocking around at the way like three or four years ago. But the next generation's right there. And like your your next favorite wrestler is just just there waiting for you to to discover them. Yeah, and the answer was take me first because take this was greatness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, it's mad this year. Like I managed to get to so much like indie and, and kind of mainstream stuff. Like I didn't think I'd ever get to see a New Japan show, but I went to two days of it in London this year. 
You've seen Aussie Open fight FTR, mate. You've seen Aussie Open against... Spoiler alert, that's, it's within my match of the year category. <laughs> <laughs> that's an absolute shocker, mate. Yeah, I can't believe you. can't believe you said that. But yeah, it, it's just been... It's been really, really good uh, to, to be exposed to just how much wrestling is... How much wrestling is out there and also specific wrestlers that I just was not aware of or had heard and, and never never watched. Um, but to, to do like the podcast and like guys like you that have known about these people for, you know, a hell of a lot longer than me and, and for you to kind of recommend, oh, this person, that person, this tag team, that show, that particular match. So, yeah, just well, having my well, eyes I mean, open to I, it. And if I can sort of use this as a way to sort of plug our community, this is what's been so beautiful to see, not just like for yourself, but for me and for everyone. We, we have built a community on our Discord server mm-hmm. and, and it has led to people getting exposed to things they'd never seen before. Like, I've yeah. I'd never watched GCW show before this year and, like, Aaron's brought that in and he's he's shown us all that. And, yeah. like, me and Jay have brought you, you, you both to TNT and mm-hmm. you, we've shown you that. And, like, everyone who's touched it has, has come away with a a wider experience in the world of wrestling and, and in UK wrestling in particular. And it's, it's been really wonderful to see it sort of like having this sort of, sort of collaborative it knock on impact of reigniting everyone's passion for wrestling. hundred percent, hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, and so just, uh, just to finish us off, anything you want to see in 2023, particularly anything you want, it could be anything as simple as, do you want to see more of a certain type of thing? Do you want to see someone in particular win a certain belt? Anything? Uh, oh God, that's, that's a big old question. Um, I just very like open. To see, it is very open. <laughs> I just like to keep seeing more wrestling generally. Um, I want to see an AEW show over here. That's likely to well, it is going to happen. It's, it's confirmed because they haven't told us what the fucking yeah. thing is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to getting to that um, when it happens. Uh, in terms of what Ricky Starks, all of the belts. That's that's a common thing, isn't it? That's a that's um, a meme. That's a that's yeah. a thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I. I I put I pitched the team of um Ricky Starks and Dalton Castle just to like get everyone drowned and drip a little bit. That'd be nice. What about Ricky Starks and Pretty Deadly and doing absolutely deadly? Well, I don't think Pretty Deadly will even WWE anytime soon, mate. Oh, that's a shame. I mean oh, well. not they've got jobs, but you know. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> shut up, you know what I mean. <laughs> also the idea of Ricky Starks and Dalton Castle and matching jumpsuits. Yes, <laughs> matching purple jumpsuits with like little gold chains hanging off them. Just trying to out peacock each other. <laughs> oh mate, the strut alone of that people like in frenzies. <laughs> oh my god! Um, uh, and I think other things we've got to come next year. Like you've got Cody's going to come back at some point. I mean, it feels mm-hmm. like that was like we're, we've only scratched the surface I, of, of what Cody can do on his return yeah. to WWE. Within like within WWE, I really want to see Cody win the Rumble. Mm. Like I, th- I think it's it's. Do you think we're nailed it, on for a Cody Rhodes world title run next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Apparently, the apparently the working plan, which obviously hasn't been confirmed, but it's kind of been alluded to by a few like wrestling sources, is um, or wrestling news sources, I should say. I don't have any sources. Um, ju- just most of them we covered. Um, <laughs> but. Right, everyone, uh, thank the, you for joining us. I know. <laughs> the, kind of, the kind of um thing that's been alluded to is that Roman's going to wrestle two nights. He's going to defend the title on one night, and then he's going to wrestle Dwayne on the other. Mm. I really no, I, so I really like the idea that he like he beats the Rock on the first night, like, and then in his arrogance, he he, he agrees to fight Cody on the second night, and Cody takes the title off him. Yeah. That would mean that would mean that Cody wouldn't win the Rumble, and I think the story oh, of Cody would. also like. 
it, it's similar. It's a similar kind of vein to Drew, isn't it? When he won the Rumble, like this guy comes comes into the Rumble, he wins it, he just has like a juggernaut of momentum to get him to WrestleMania. It would mean that Cody Rhodes would be considered better than The Rock at that point. I mean, mm. when did The Rock solve racism, mate? Right, Didn't. end it there. Fucking hell. Right, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. The Rock's only got a tattoo on his shoulder, and that's fucking neck. Coward. <laughs> what if The Rock comes out? Um, what if The Rock comes out with a neck tattoo and just? Oh, what? What if The Rock comes out with a Brahma bull neck tattoo? Oh God, that's that's the darkest timeline right there. <laughs> or what if Cody comes out with it with a um, like similar to the Brahma Bull, but just his logo with like smoke coming out the eyes or something? It's like, it's like an entire sleeve, but it's just that neck tattoo logo just stretched over its entire arm, like a like a, like when you resize it. Like <laughs> what a, if, what a, if a picture? Comes back and the big like purple bit that was on his arm from him not doing a bloodletting is just like a United States flag. It's all like pixelated because he's like stretched it too far and it's like gone all yeah. down his arm. Because <laughs> he's got too soul. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, I think we are going to leave it there, everybody. Um, like I said, me and Jay are gonna. I think. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm kind of writing you off here, right? Like you, like you've been like going off in a, a William Regal style injury angle, but um, you never know. We might. We might find. I mean, I'm just assuming you're going to be mad busy for the next few weeks. Cause it's Christmas, but we'll um. We'll we'll try and get we'll try and get you back on. We'll try and get Aaron on at some point, but he doesn't. He's, he's like he only does what he's contracted to do, doesn't he? He won't. He won't come on the serious podcast. <laughs> Just like uh, chatting Aaron, shit on a Wednesday. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron did the news once. Got a nosebleed. So yeah, we, we, <laughs> we, we we can't do like seven things not to put inside yourself on on this podcast. So, <laughs> so we, uh, Number he, one, a potato. Number he two, he doesn't like it, does he? So <laughs> yeah. well, well, what we'll do is we'll get Aaron on and we'll get him to rank like the. Top like five deep kissing in wrestling moments oh, of the year. No, thank you. <laughs> Best kiss. Number one, Effie and Junkasai. Best kiss dash consensual. Best kiss dash other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Oh. On, on that note, we will call it a day. Uh, Troy, thank you very much for joining us today, mate. Really appreciate it. Uh, and a, another. An experienced voice uh, and a, a little bit of a little bit of reprieve from the from the mind fuckery that is the NXT podcast. If you, if you do like uh, if you do like fever dreams and weird Scottish things, go and check out the NXT podcast, which is on our feed. Uh, it's it's Troy. It's normally Joe from Damn Vince podcast. Who's no matter what you can say about Joe, he's game for a laugh and he, he's he's a friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he's like if Bob Morton was from Manchester. Yeah. And Aaron is the sort of nightmare ringleader. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so in, in, yeah, do check that out if you, if you like your podcast a little more uh, terrifying, like on a more cerebrally destructive level. Um, we will, of course, be back next week for more of the, the slightly more sensible bits of news and everything that you, you've come to know and love. Uh, yeah, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time this evening. Thank you for no joining worries. us, everyone listening at home. Uh, take, uh, stay safe, take care, and as always, enjoy your wrestling. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. <laughs>